0: Have you ever wondered why, despite how hard you work and how much you achieve, you don't get opportunities to get promoted and get a better job? Today, we're going to talk about the value gap and how that occurs. Hi, this is Kirk Kinnear. I'm here to support leaders that know what it feels like to carry that heavy burden, who care about their staff and want to make an impact in the organizations they're leading. My commitment to you as a current leader is to give you company and to bring you to a place of... Leading lightly. I was talking to a friend of mine who's in his mid 20s and was unable to get a a raise or not a raise, but a position into a position of leadership. We had a really good discussion about this, and I had thought about this a couple years earlier when I started to realize something that I call uh, value calculation for your employees. And I do it for myself all the time as well. So today I'm going to share that with you and hopefully help you find a way to move yourself into better roles. And it's also a good way to evaluate your staff as you're determining what next steps might be for them, what opportunities you might be able to provide them. So first of all, I want to tell you um, if, if I think hourly wages is one of the worst things that uh, exists for most roles, not all roles, but a lot of roles. If you're working on the front desk and you have to just be there at a certain time, answer calls, hang up calls, hourly wages make a lot of sense. If you're in a role that resolves creativity and, uh, or requires creativity and you have to move an organization forward with creative process, hours don't matter. I'm going to say that again. Hours actually don't matter what this is. I believe is, uh, when I was studying the industrial revolution, Time was equaled production. And in that time we weren't that good at producing. So you would put in so many hours and you would output so many whatever's that's when the assembly lines were created. All those kind of things started and they, they really increased our production. Well now productions at an all time high, we have great technology. We have cheap energy and we have all these pieces that are out there and um, but production's at a very high point. So where is their gap? It's in creativity, problem solving, things like that. And I can tell you, time doesn't matter. There's people that think, uh, you know, 20% of your productivity matters more than 80% of your time. So if you were to think about that, and I can say this in my life, some of the biggest impacts I've made have been some of the smallest but hardest work I've ever done. So... Um, we still have a mindset kind of associated with the industrial revolution. Our education system is very similar to that. Uh, A whole bunch of pieces are, and they're all changing, but they'll never change fast enough. It's a big wheel and we're trying to switch the direction a little bit, but in, in your life as a, as a leader, or even as an employee, you have to stop looking at your hourly conversions on your employees and even on yourself. So for me, if I get paid, you know, let's say it's even 100 grand, so you get 100 grand a year, I have to ask myself at the end of every year and this is how I approach my work now. Have I provided at least 200 grand in value? And maybe it's 300. Maybe I'm I'm going to do a multiple of 3. So for me, one good idea Uh, I did one change in an organization and it yielded $260,000 improvement every year, year after year after year. I only counted for the first year. So I was way ahead in that year. I'm not saying I'm not doing all the other stuff, but that's a different mindset in looking at your time and how worthwhile it is. So if we go back to this uh, younger person, uh, a friend of mine who I was talking to who, who never got promotions. What was happening to him, and I asked him, I said, how hard are you working? And he said, oh, I'm working harder than anybody else. I am getting like three times more work done in a single day than anybody else. And I said, okay, and who's getting promoted? Oh, everyone else. I was like, huh, interesting. So I said, how much value are you providing to the organization at the level that you are at in your organization? He's like, enormous amounts of value. I said, there's your problem. It's like, well, how is that a problem? I'm a good worker. I work really hard. I was like, exactly. That's your problem. And I'm not saying that you don't want staff that don't work really hard. But what happens in leadership is you sit there and you look at this person and you say, wow, uh, this person's doing three times more work than, than everyone else. Can I afford to promote them? And you might not even be thinking it in fr- in the front of your mind, but there is something in you that worries that you're going to lose a good person that's making a lot of money and kind of covering up for everyone else by giving them a, a promotion. This happens, I believe it happens internally. You don't even know it. But if you've ever seen someone that's really good at a role and you get this sinking feeling that you're going to have to give them a promotion, that sinking feeling comes from the fact that you know you're doing very well or your organization's doing very well based on their productivity. Now, if you're to take it from an employee perspective, I think employees, uh, in especially in this situation, I told them, I was like, you got to tone it down. You do not need to work three times harder than everyone else. Maybe 1.5, 1.75. This is the analytical side of me. Uh, But you want to work harder than everybody, but not so much that your boss is going to have fear of promoting you. You see this value gap? It starts to happen everywhere, in every organization, all over the place. And the people that are very high value can step into an organization, give a few tips that'll change, make an astronomical change across the whole organization. There are people providing huge value to your organizations. But there's other people, um, and, and, it, and it sounds really bad, but there's other people that have a, a cap on how much value they can provide. And they need a job where they're providing twice as much value as they're getting paid, maybe three times more at the, at the minimum. But your job in your organization is to figure out how much value each employee needs to add in order to cover themselves and in order to support the whole team. And you also need to figure out who is taking away value from your organization. That is so important for you to start calculating. This is not about hourly wages. If you pay someone 30 grand a year and they're worth 20 in the, the work and the effort that they're putting in, you're losing 10 grand. And now you've got another person over there making 30 grand a year and bringing in $70,000 in value. Do you see what I'm saying? It's a perspective shift. It's not about hourly wages, it's about total output based on how much you're providing for them. And if you're an employee, if you want to become a manager, you have to find ways to provide very high value at very low time. Because in every role, the more senior you get, the more value you have to provide every year based on how much compensation you're getting. And that's why senior people get paid more. And that's okay. But you have to as a senior leader, look at the whole picture. And then finally, If you think there's somebody there that can provide more value at the next layer up, do not hold them back because they're currently providing a lot of value at the layer that they're at right now and, and make sure that everyone's pulling the weight and providing the same amount of value across the board. And for me, for a lot of organizations, I would say it's double. So if, if somebody, uh, it depends on what it is, but in general, if somebody is making, uh, $50,000 $50,000 a year, they should be providing about $100,000 in value because the organization eats up a bunch of access. So if they're getting paid 50, then you had benefits, everything. Now you're at 20%. So now you're at 625 or something like that. Um, so you're at, you're at that. Now you got only 40,000 bucks left that you've got to consume the rest of that value. That's very easy. You need administrators, you need services, you need all these things that can, that will consume up the rest of that value. So instead of thinking about it on an hourly wage, switch your, switch your thoughts and move away from that industrial revolution look and start thinking about how much value people are providing to your organization. It's so critical. And are there negative, are there people that are providing negative values or Are there people that you think will provide even more value when they're going up? People that work really hard and achieve a lot, they might be achieving it because they're at the right level for them, but they're also might have opportunities to achieve much more. And there's, there's some key questions to figure out where that line is. It's very hard to figure out. And in most cases, you, you need to give people a chance if they've earned it one way or another. If they're earning a chance, they should get it. The rest of the team will see it. And your organization will run a lot more effective if you do this. But it starts with you changing how you're thinking through your values. So take a deep look. Go across your staff. Look up. Look vertical for your own role. And see how the value equation starts adding up. It'll start making things a lot clearer for you as you attempt to move forward. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, remember to subscribe. If you know other leaders who could benefit from Leading Lightly, feel free to share. For more resources, visit our website at leadinglightly.com.